Jen Wiederberg. Welcome Hello. to the LinkedIn Live with Jack Kelly. It's so I'm so glad to see you. I see you on X all the time. You give great advice to everybody. So welcome. And let's sort of, can you just tell the audience a little bit who you are, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Jennifer Wiedeberg. Um, I specialize in financial services technology, all from analyst all the way up to executive levels. So I work with investment banks, hedge funds, asset managers, um, and also any software and services that provide, uh, you know, services to finance to the financial industry. Now, from my understanding, I I've, I have not place tech people, but I'm very familiar with them because I have the podcast with the Blind Ambition podcast. So I kind of know the tech world. It's hard, right? To find yeah. software engineers, software developers, right? Is is that one of like the hardest things to do? Oh, it, it definitely is. And, and, you know, our clients in particular are always looking for people that have a specific uh, business knowledge, mm -hmm. kind of tightly paired with, uh, you know, a specific uh, programming language or, you know, something that they've done specifically. Uh, you know, a lot of times we we find issues with uh, pricing for different things because that's always kind of breaking. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's. You, I don't mean to do it when you say pricing, meaning like the salary negotiations or yeah, like like oh. pricing for for trades, right? Like okay. that oh, okay. tends to be very difficult. Yeah. Oh wait, so so the pricing for trades, so you would place people who people, people would, who understand how like the fixed income would trade through the system or equities would trade through the system and like all the different things that because you're you're dealing with a lot of data you're dealing with a lot of things moving all at the same time through this huge system that's basically propped up um on a bunch of legacy stuff that it, it gets crazy so what you're okay so if i understand because I, I understand a little bit about wall street so that you're placing some some of the people where if it's like a trading firm and they're just trading in and out all day long mm -hmm. and you have to have somebody and find, you know, a software engineer, developer, what have you to make sure this thing is working. So it doesn't yeah. blow up because you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Yes. It goes we're, wrong. We're talking about critical stuff here, you know, so you, and you really have to do your due diligence to make sure that, you know, you're working with the best people. So it, because it's so important to give us a sense of like, what kind of salaries, what kind of people are they that you work yeah. with? Are they easy to get along with? Are they crazy? Are they <laughs> asking for no, like, the sick people I work of money? with are fantastic. Um, yeah. but but yeah, no, they're they're um they're very business oriented, right? Mm -hmm. So they're they're very uh, you know, let's get down to business, let's get this taken care of. You know, what what are they looking to do? Here's what I'm looking to do. And if it makes sense, let's talk. You know, so it's very business-like. How long is the interview cycle for tech people? You know, it really depends um, on what position it's for, but, you know, we have it down to a two to three step process. So That's it's it? not too bad. Yeah, it's really not too bad, you know, because I, I know that there's a lot, you know, in big tech where they kind of string you along for seven to eight interviews and it gets kind of like crazy and, you know, lasts for months. You know, the, the right job here with financial services can really go pretty quickly. Now, why is it that it goes on so much quickly? Because what I'll see, a lot of time for white collar professionals, like mid to senior level, no exaggeration. It could be up to 10 people over months and months. And then even at the end, you get ghosted. So like, okay. how is it only two or three? Is it because they're so in need of what yeah, you Yeah, I mean, they, they, because usually by the time it gets to us, I mean, it's like absolutely critical, right? I mean, so, so in other words, you've had 
a little bit of time to try to tap your own network, right? Mm -hmm. You've had a little bit of time to try to um, perhaps get your internal team on it. Now, I mean, this thing is like, you couldn't be in more pain right now. Mm-hmm. You, you got to get, you got to get somebody in there and somebody who's done it before, like right now. Um, so that that's why it tends to move quickly. Now, do you have to be like a hardcore techie you know, for you to place or, or could people have different skills, you know, maybe data analytics or product, pro, you know, product manager or things like that? Do you also yeah. work with those people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely, I work with those people. But, you know, the, the one thing I would say is that it's much easier to have, even if you're a product manager, to have a specific other uh, business skill set. Like, hey, I'm a product manager in payments, for example, right? That That's much easier and much more specific to be able to kind of navigate and move around. What, what I'm seeing, the last I looked at layoffs, FYI, is something like 250,000 Tell me if I'm like crazy off that were laid off in 2023. And that doesn't count like towards the end of 2022. Um, With that overhang, does that make it easier for you to find talent? Or do the people who are from like Meta, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, they just want to stay in big tech and they don't want to go to like Wall Street firms? What do you say? You know, I think that it's a couple of things. Mm -hmm. They are open to, to taking a look at some other industries for sure, but the pay gap is just so significant that it, you know, people can't really wrap their minds around that. You know, for example, we, we could have somebody with three years of experience at a Google, for example, making $300,000 and you, you can check that. We can also- wait, 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 let's pause just so you already know that. So three years of experience, meaning you're at 24? All right, so you're 24 and you're making $300,000. Yeah, $300,000. Now, is that all in or is that just the base? Uh, no, I think that I think that's like all, that was all in. That'd be right? total comp? But, yeah, that'd be, that'd be total, right? But but then all of a sudden you're you're taking a look and you're seeing some of these guys that you worked with in Wall Street, in tech, they're making the same money, you know? And it's, that's just crazy. Because, and then you're, then you're seeing, you know, people compete for jobs that are just completely mismatched entirely. So, so wait, wait, so, I, I just, so let's say you have a, a 24, 23, 24 year old making 300,000 in terms of salary, bonuses, equity, what have you. And then they go to like Citigroup or Deutsche Bank. Yeah. And then the heads explode at Deutsche Bank where they say, what? <laughs> how yeah. much, how much are you asking yeah. for? Uh-huh. Is, that's your, oh my God, that's your life you have to deal with and you have to explain to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden, you know, there, were, there was a moment where the banks were kind of like, huh, let's see, let's interview some of these guys. Let's, let's go ahead and figure it out. Let's see if we can make a place for them. And then it, it kind of came back with some of my clients in particular that no, you know, this is, this is not going to work. You know, this is, they, they had the sense that, you know, it was just going to be this kind of stopgap for them until they were able to get the higher paying job. And I think that's understandable for, for a lot of people. So what happens? So then is it kind of a stalemate where you have a lot of these big tech people who were laid off or worried to get, you know, laid off, but they just don't want to kind of take that pay cut to go somewhere else. It's a little bit of a stalemate, but yeah. you know, with, with every, um, with every challenge, there's going to be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think now is a really interesting opportunity for some of those people who are building uh, to start building on their own while while they're waiting, while they're waiting something out. You know, um, I, I think that now's a good time to at least try it. 
When you say building out on your own, what, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, maybe even going the, the solopreneur route for, oh. for, just a, for just a little bit, just to, just to test it out. You know, if, if you're waiting for it anyways. When you I say so, so meaning like maybe if you're uh, a tech person to kind of start your own startup, is that? Yeah, or, or like, or you could even, um, you know, you could even start, you know, consulting and getting some clients for yourself, you know, just to kind of see what that's like, hmm. you know, as well. And then you're picking up some other, uh, you know, business skills that would be critical for you in the long run anyways. Are you, are you seeing a lot of that where they don't want to take that cut? There's not a lot of jobs, maybe in big tech. So they figure, hey, I'll do the consulting, maybe a startup, maybe something different. Is that become common? I've, I've seen, I've seen that uh, a few times. I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that it would be like the the big thing that everybody's doing. I think we're we're having more people just kind of wait and see at this point. Yeah. But it's it is another route to take that not many people are taking advantage of. In generally, what's what's your vibe check of the market? Is it you know? Is it okay? Is it slow? Is it, do you think it'll change? I, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but any no, sense of what's happening, you what don't. you think will happen? Well, you, listen, I mean, it's slow for now mm -hmm. and that's to be expected. We're kind of in this, in this weird area that's, that's always traditionally been weird, right? Right before Thanksgiving, right? Um, so you typically after Thanksgiving, things get a little slower, but you know, everything's kind of a little screwy right now. So what, what's happened in the past is not necessarily going to happen in the future. And what we're seeing is I'm seeing more recruiting roles open up, actually. And I'm also hearing from our clients that, you know, there's going to be some more, there's going to be things coming down the pipeline. Like this isn't, this is kind of a temporary wait. That's positive. That's good. Freeze type of a situation. And we are going to see some other roles that are coming up because, you know, we've got some businesses that are growing tremendously right now, um, you know, within, I would say, uh, commodities in particular, uh, you know, so there, there are going to be some opportunities and some pops for, for different businesses that are happening, um, which is exciting. So I like this. So what can people do if, let's say, the market is kind of slow? And I see this across the board, speaking to recruiters in all sectors, it seems the common denominator, if you're like a white collar professional, mid to senior level, it's rough. It's, it's really tough. No matter what sector, it's challenging. So people who are watching this now, it's not just you. It's happening yeah. all over. Now, yeah. but, there, but I think as Jen is saying, it sounds like you have to be strategic to say, I didn't think about commodities. So like, all right, maybe there's this niche in commodities that's hot that maybe people should start looking. Where's the bright spot? Let's go to that. Yeah, I mean, and there, there's just there's all kinds of different ways that that you can be thinking about yeah. building out your network right now too. You know, because typically what you see, and when people come to me in a job search, and I ask them, okay, well, how do you usually job search? Oh, it's okay, LinkedIn, Indeed, Dice, right? These, and then then I'm I'm always um, speaking with people about okay, so where's the human element in here? Where's the mm -hmm. human connection in here? And then I, I have um, I have some sheet that's organized uh, by connection, basically, where you're looking at your job search in terms of who you know, who you'd like to know. So we're really kind of making it human driven rather than the other way around. So do you find it that a lot of candidates, maybe because it was a good job market for a long period of time, yeah. that they're like muscles atrophy, so they're not used to it. 
is that is that a common thing that you're like that's, oh, you... that's a super common thing you know it's definitely common but what do you see like what are some of those things that like for you in a way and this is not like bashing any candidate it's like this is helpful because you know they want to know that right and that's yeah. the only way they improve what are there certain things that like you say oh but don't do this don't do this that you could share with people so they'll know oh i didn't realize i was doing it and yikes i'm going to stop yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the, num the number one thing is when people, because every everybody kind of hates this question, but guess what? It's it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. So you can either kind of hate that or, or you can prepare for it. They'll ask you, you know, hey, why are you looking to leave or what, what's happening, you know, with, with your job or whatever. And, uh, you know, typically you'll see people answer, oh, I want, I'm looking for some sort of growth opportunity. What the heck am I going to do with that? Like, there's nothing I can do with that, right? Like, come on. So what I would really encourage people to think about is like, what is it that you're actually looking mm -hmm. for? Think about the skills that you have that you're walking into this job with and think about, you know, what this company is, is offering and how that kind of fits together. Um, then, because what you want to do, your answer to that question should automatically just have you know somebody have a check mark go off in their mind mentally and move on to uh to a better question to a different question you don't want that you don't want any sort of doubt in the back of their mind about you know is that what you know what was that i'm not i'm not quite sure if that was like the right thing here right um so the more specific you can be um the better in those situations for let's take the growth example right Hey, I'm looking for a growth opportunity, right? Then, then if you say something like, you know, hey, um, you know, I already have experience with fixed income trading, but, you know, I think that this opportunity would give me exposure to equities, you know, or this would give me exposure to, you know, something else that you just don't have experience with, another language, a business, a broader scope, you know, something. Um, so that, that's what I would say for that. That makes a lot of sense. It sounds like, and tell me, tell me if I'm wrong about this, Jen. It sounds like people. I, I, I'll tell you what I see from when I. Sure. When things are good, people get complacent, and they they'll come to an interview, and they're almost like, "What? I don't. I have to show you my resume. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what? I, don't you know who what I do? And it's oh, like yeah. this weird thing. Like, well, like no, you got to tell me about it. I got to I got to understand it. And it's almost like they feel because things are so good that they should just step in and get a job. Now it's yeah. shift and a lot of people aren't shifting. So what you're saying is like, okay, you got to go back to basics and you can't just answer, oh, I want growth because like, all right, what the heck does that mean? Right. Similarly, Jen, like, how do you feel about this? this? This drives me crazy too, with like the green banner on LinkedIn. Like, it's cool that you have that fine, but yeah. just say what, what job you want. What it, yes. say. Uh, yes. I'm looking for like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. Yes. That 150%. <laughs> and I find that that's what, that's, what's difficult about probably that that's what, what people feel mm -hmm. when in, because they're not reaching out to their own network. It's because they're not being specific about what they want and they're not like putting it out there. Right. So now, why, why do you think that happens? Because you would think these people that you're placing, they're experienced, they're well-paid, they're very highly compensated. Um, they're working for top-notch companies. How come they, 
is is it just like we're saying a little complacent, but now they got to try harder and they're not really used to yeah. doing that or? Yeah. I mean, and, and I think it, it's just a little bit about, um, a little bit about marketing yourself mm-hmm. too. I mean, especially on, on social media, you know, and, and understanding how people are actually searching for you. Um, you know, cause if you feel like you have some sort of name or you feel like you have some sort of something else, then, you know, you're not necessarily trying to optimize for other people finding you, but you know, you're really increasing the surface area of luck, if you're, you know, thinking about and optimizing for the way that people will find you with appropriate keywords and, and other things in your profile. Yeah, I like where you go with this, Jen. So what, you know, for the people watching this now and we watch it later, what are some steps that they could do to get noticed? And also, should there be certain platforms that they should be on, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or X, you know, and, and how can they position themselves to get noticed? Well, I think, you know, a, a lot of people, I mean, most people that, that I know and that I've worked with before are, are on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, you know, so as, as awful as it can be sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really, it's a great place to be able to at least see contacts, keep in touch with your contacts, see other people's contacts, see who you have in common, um, and, and as far as, uh, you know, getting specific goes, like if you're an engineer, I want to see, you know, what specific languages you're working with right now, you know, cause sometimes what will happen is you're, is you're doing a search and people will tend to just put every single skill that they've had, uh, you know, cause they'll, they'll open up an account, for example, when they graduate from school, it'll have everything in there. <laughs> So then when you go to search for something, mm-hmm. you know, it's pulling up people who don't have appropriate experience. And then, you know, their time is wasted. My time is wasted. You know, it's, it's not okay. Right. So if we can get um, specific about what it is that you can do, what it is uh, that you want to do, um, it, it'll, it'll be much better. Do you notice any other things that job seekers do that now it's, we have, like you said, this time period going into the holidays where it's clunky, but there's still opportunity and you still have the chance. Sometimes what I've seen, you know, they want to hire, right, you know, get somebody before the holidays because they know it's going to slow down. Yeah. Any, any other things that people should do to get themselves noticed? Let's and take it let's for LinkedIn so that they could find you, you know what I mean? And then also what you should do to reach out to folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. So, um, you know, I'd really, just to get noticed, I would just make sure that, you know, you have some sort of uh, specific business that you work with, some sort of specific technology that you work with, Um, you know, and then titles and things like that can be different Mm -hmm. um, from company to company. So really understanding, you know, the difference between kind of a functional title and like a, the corporate title. So the functional title would be like, what is it that you're actually doing? You know, are you product manager? Are you like, what, what, what's happening? And then there's the, the corporate title. A lot of times people fall to the, the, to the corporate title, which, you know, is helps for leveling, but it doesn't tell me anything about what you're doing, right? So I would tend to say that focus on what you're doing because that's going to be the most applicable to you getting the job. So it sounds like a couple of things to, 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 to just kind of bracket it. 
you need when you're you're looking for a role and you're answering interview questions, you just can't wing it. You can't just be, hey, I want growth. You know, no. I I want to try something different. You have to very be very specific in what you want to do because if you're not specific, the hiring manager interviews they're not going to know what you really want, and it's just wasting right. It's just wasting yeah, time. It, so you want to be like right. So you got to be really, and and then it sounds like the same thing with your LinkedIn profile. You want to be really like on. Here's what I do. Here's what I'm about. Here are all my skills. Here are all the different in your you know all the tech skills that you have. This yeah, uh, and here's what I want to do next. So that if a recruiter is searching for you, or an HR person, or talent acquisition is searching for you, they're going to see it and go, wow, perfect. This is this is it, right? Yeah, exactly. And then um, just kind of further, because th this will help all, not only within uh, LinkedIn, but then also just kind of in interviews, is I always like to, to take the people that I'm working with um, through a three-step uh, process for really kind of getting crystal clear about mm. what they can do on the job. Because doing your job and explaining your job are two different things. <laughs> Right. So we want to make sure that we're really taking the time to explain it in a way that um, can be given to somebody else and can be repeated to somebody else, because that's how the whole hiring process is going to work. Somebody has to listen to what you're saying and then they have to uh, repeat that to somebody else. Right. So we want to make it as easy as possible for everyone in the process. So what I always recommend doing is think about three things. Um, the first thing is what the situation was like before you started in your job, what you specifically did, because they're not going to be hiring your whole team in most cases. We all know it's a team sport. You're not taking all the credit for, for saying I did this, right? And that's an important thing to note because a lot of people feel uncomfortable doing that. Um, and then also the last thing, who did it help? You know, any sort of metrics that you have surrounding that are great, like, hey, we save this much time, this much processing, this, you know, anything, anything that you can say that then point to that it was some sort of improvement there. But you got, got to really think about who it helped, which is great. I got to tell you, I love that. I was just taking notes. I was writing down because I'm going to steal that from you, Jen. So ah. <laughs> put it in an article down the road. So so it's you want to find out what what how like the first part I didn't catch. So what happened or what's going, what was going on? Like, like what, then, yeah. What, what happened before you started, right? There's a reason that, that you were hired. There were, there was a need, right? What you specifically did. And then. You know, what you specifically did, this would be like, if let's say you're in sales, you could give like, I beat quota by such and such each time. Like, like really have, if you could like really numbers and facts to back it up, right? That, that would, that no. would be more along the lines of like who it helped, right? But oh, like, okay. The, okay. So the, the step number two is like, hey, these are the steps that I specifically took. Oh, right? okay. Like these, this is what I did with, this is like, I was cast into this environment and this is what I did. And this is what happened, right? So I know that the, a lot of people like the star method, I feel like, you know, the four, then you, you get too much in your head and it gets a little crazy. I, I really like the, the, this kind of three steps. I like this. I'm seriously, yeah. this is... I'm today's years old when I found this out that this is cool. This is I like. And then the third one is like, who did it help? Because then you want to show that, hey, I made a difference, right? Well, that and it, but it also shows that you, that you weren't just kind of uh, you know shoving work along, as it were, right? Like you understand the impact right. of what you were doing, which is another reason why you know a lot of people get passed in in interviews at times is because there's they don't give a sense of you know, hey, 
I, I was I was thinking outside the box here. It was, you know, so it's important to be able to demonstrate that. Yeah, see, that's that's right. Because if you say that in an interview, if someone was interviewed say that to me, I'm going to realize, wow, they came, they saw some, you know, there's a challenge, there's a problem, there's an issue, you 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 dealt with it, you you made it better, and here's what you're doing now, and this is how it improved for the company, and here's yeah. you know for the bottom line. So it's like, all right, that's that's you know that's super helpful. That's really right. helpful. Now, how is that different? You mentioned about the star system, you know, how, what, what, I think there's I, like, there's like four, there's four things right. that you need to, you know, the situation, task, achievement, result. I, I'm not, I'm not even sure yeah. like they are, to be honest with you, but like, I just remember looking at it and thinking, you know, that's, that's too much. It's kind of overkill. And you, what you want in the interview also is to be as concise as possible and repeatable as possible. And if I'm going, you know, off on a tangent, that's not really useful for anybody. Now, when you say repeatable, does that mean within the same interview or repeatable as you meet other people in the interview process? Repeatable you have the you same. Need, yeah, exactly. Because, because you need other people that you've interviewed with to repeat what you've said as clearly as possible. I'm with that's you. That's exactly, <laughs> that's how I would coach every, like, that's what I say to all like the candidates because you want to be consistent. So then when they compare notes, cause like what I've noticed, and it sounds a little different than what you do. Cause like they have to so many people, like yeah. literally six to 10 people. Oh my God. Think about getting six to 10 people to like agree on a movie or where to go out to eat. Yeah. It's almost oh, impossible. No, it. It's crazy. So this way, if everybody says the same thing, when they compare notes, Everyone has the same thing. So like, oh, okay, that makes it easy. Yeah, yeah, it, and, it, it's just, it, it's important that, that it can be broken down that simply. Did you know, do you, do, do you find out what candidates will say to you? Well, I don't want to say it because I already told Jack this. I don't want to repeat it to Jack. Yes, and like, I say, I say that, that's the test. Yes, you, you got to repeat it. <laughs> yes, it's so funny because it, it, counterintuitively, they think, oh my God, they're going to think I'm just saying the same thing again and again. It's like, like a comedian, right? They go up and they give their stuff. They don't make everything up each night. They have the same routine, right? That's right. You're a band. You play the same, you know, the same songs. You don't stop playing crazy different songs or go to different genre. That's no. not what they're there for. So you got to be like on message all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Can I go back to another thing? This, oh my God, this cracks me up so much. This, 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 this just kills me. When you ask somebody what they, you, you mentioned this before, what do you do? And then they can't give an answer. They give this like, like sprawling all over yeah. the place. And I thought, how can you not just say, oh, I run a search firm specializing in compliance and I plays mid to senior level compliance executive on Wall Street. Boom. How, but how can you not? And, and so it sounds like you have the same issue where it's, you, you can't clearly articulate yeah. what they're looking for. Yeah, well, I mean, it, listen, it, it's hard because it goes back to that, you know, doing your job and, and explaining your job are, are two completely different things. And, you know, to have to really kind of market yourself when you just go into work every day is, is that's a completely different muscle. Well, speaking of that, what in a time like this, right, we're in between heading into the holidays, you mm -hmm. know, the market, the economy, the world, everything is a little crazy. Yeah. So what can you do if you're, you maybe you don't want to look for a job, but see how you can advance within your organization. How can you also get noticed, raise your hand for something, you know, kind of schmooze to get in somewhere? Like, have you, have you had any success or dealings with people who try to do that? Well, you know, 
the the thing of it is 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 I found that the people who really key in on what how their manager mm-hmm. is going to get promoted and what their manager's uh, you know KPIs are are the are the people that are going to fare the best, right? So the, you really want to make sure that you're in a situation where you're making your, your manager's job easier at this point, and and you're really going to want to make sure that you know if there's any efficiency that you can gain um, at all you know, be it AI, be it whatever, that, that you're making people, you know, aware of that, that you're making your manager look good. Um, those are the, the things that you're going to want to do right now. Would you recommend, let's say you're, you're my boss for me to go to you and say, Hey, Jen, you know, uh, Hey, how can I help you? You know, we're going, maybe this is happening in our organization. What can I do to make your life better? What, what would you suggest? How can I help? How can I make something happen? Is that okay, or is that could come out cringy, or like what do you think? Is that something yeah, well, to do or not to sen- do? I think the sentiment is the is is right directionally. Okay. But but what I would but I would almost kind of you know again I would kind of focus it a little bit right I would say okay. you know hey listen what what are what are the challenges that that you see coming up right so what are the what are the challenges that that you're seeing like how and and then not almost like how you can help but then think of something. Right. It's it's much easier for, for your boss to kind of be like, oh, okay, to think of what you've thought of and say, you know, no, that's a great, that's not right, or yes, that's right, versus them having to come up with something as well. Right. You know what? That makes so much sense because I think we all tend to do that. I tend to do, it, I guess, because I did it in these asking these questions, <laughs> and that you want to be very specific in your ask. Right. So it's, you just don't want to be general. Oh, how can I help? Because help you. All right. And everybody's going to be like, oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. So you might have to say, hey, I'm very good at, the, I'm making this up like data anal- analytical stuff. Yeah. Um, or I've noticed XYZ, yeah. which I saw is important to your KPIs. Right. Like, so you've noticed mm. something that you know is going to be important to them, that you know is going to be on the radar for their boss. Right. That's and good. that you're trying to be helpful. Oh, you're good. All right. Wait, we need something. What what other what other things talk about internally for the people who you could still look for another job, but you could hedge yeah. your bets. And while you're looking for another yeah. job, try to advance where you are. Any right. other like tips, what to say, what to do to get noticed, to try to get to that next level, or maybe even just get a lateral to try something different? Well, you know, I, that, that's where the human element comes back mm-hmm. in, right? I mean, so you want to be um, making sure that you're communicating with with other people and you're you're hearing what it is that they're doing, hearing what it, where it is that they're, you know, seeing challenges, uh, researching different ways to kind of solve it. You know, if you really go in as a problem solver, everybody's going to want to work with you, you know, every, every, because everybody wants somebody who's going to be able to take some sort of initiative and everybody wants somebody who's going to, you know, be a solid team player. Would you say, and uh, would you say, given the battle, remote work, hybrid work from home to go into the office? five days a week so that you get noticed and people see you and that you have that proximity bias because you're there. Is that something that people should do? Even if, even if they want to be home and they don't want to go uh, to work, I what mean, do you think? I, that's a really tough question. That's a really tough question. Um, you know, cause I feel like it, 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 it gets to so many different um, levels of like where you're at, you know, with your family and, you know, yeah. and stuff like that's that. True. I, would, I would never, you know, say, Hey, get your butt to the office for five days a week. If like that doesn't fit with your, 
if it, that doesn't fit. You know, most of most of my clients, I think the the worst of them <laughs> is that four days a week in, right? So everybody mm-hmm. else is pretty much, you know, two to three days in. So, um, yeah. What, what what do you see like when, you know, clients and candidates come to you? What's the feel now? Is it more three days a week in the office? Like what what are you seeing that's become the norm? I'm I'm seeing more, you know, two to three days in the office is what I'm seeing in office. Yeah. Which is, which is, that's great. Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays pretty much or. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. Out of the office, let's say to get noticed, we we talked about a little earlier, let's say on LinkedIn, would you suggest you target, let's say, Hey, here are the companies that I'd be really interested in and send out, uh, you know, LinkedIn messages to, you know, whoever's running these companies, maybe, you know, somebody, or, you know, someone who knows somebody to get in front of them, um, maybe writing things, maybe even doing a video. What, 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 what do you, you know what I, you know what happened the other day? And I thought it was really smart. Mm -hmm. A job seeker reached out to me to get on my radar and they gave their background on a loom video, which you can Mm. do for free. And I just thought, I thought that was, that was really smart. You know, that, that was the first and only Loom video that I'd gotten. And guess what? If I had a job for him or something else like that, that would be the first person that I would call for it. When you say a Loom video for people who are not aware, like myself, oh, yeah, sure. what is exactly is a Loom video? Oh, I was so sorry. Okay. So, so it's, it's a video, it's a, it's a platform that you can make videos and then send them out. Right. So, um, he had used this platform called Loom, Loom.com. And he had just sent me a message with mm-hmm. this video of him explaining what he can do. And I thought, I thought that was great. I thought that was fantastic. No, is it easy to not, is it easy to use? Yeah. I, 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 I've even used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Because I really haven't seen people do that, but that's actually even a better reason to do it because exactly. if, uh, if everyone uses it, then after a while, it's like, I'm sick of it. But if- Right, if, I've if, gotten uh, one. Right, but if like, you know, you're using it and not a lot of others, you're going to stand out. So what is it? It's almost yeah. like giving your elevator pitch, sort of. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So now imagine we're going to go back to the three things that, and what, what you would want to do is, is think about what you're most proud of accomplishing Make sure it's recent. Give the three uh, the three things that we discussed before, right? Like what was happening before, what you specifically did, and who it helped. Put that in an elevator pitch. Send it. Send it. Right. And then I would I would recommend because there's a lot of people in talent acquisition and human resources right now who are re- they're super overworked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so I'd recommend, you know, in addition to, to sending something to them, you know, perhaps send something to a hiring manager as well, right. So that they can help shepherd that process. Uh, otherwise you're, you're sending it to somebody who's, who's super overworked right now. That makes sense. Would you also try to do this, uh, like six degrees of separate, what is it? Kevin Bacon, seven degrees of whatever that is to yep. find somebody at that company that either you know or some you have a close friend or a loose tie that knows them. And then whether it's the Loom video or just to get your resume or LinkedIn profile in front of that person, almost like cutting in line. So you get, you know, so they get to see you. Is yeah. that something you would advocate for people to try out? 
Listen, I mean, in, in this sort of environment, you got to mm -hmm. you got to try to use, uh, you know, any sort of advantage that you possibly can. And I would recommend that for anybody. Because sometimes that helps out, right? You get somebody it definitely who, does. if you get, uh, you probably see this as well. You know, I'll post something where, let's say a job on LinkedIn, and you could easily get several hundred resumes and it just, it's, you just get so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But if you have somebody who could take that resume and bring it right to the boss, you know, or the right person, it makes their life easier because now they don't have to sift through a hundred resumes. You get take right. you know a, a you know really good recommendation. Right. They'll say, okay, let's meet Jen first. And you're not just a resume anymore then at that point, yeah. right? So it, so it like humanizes the paperwork in a way. Um, you know, so just getting back to that point too of really adding that human element on the on the candidate side. You know, I think that uh, you know it's it's good to be able to do that, get more human both on the client side and the candidate side. Yeah. Speaking of like human element, like what would you suggest to people who, you know, either are looking to, you know, grow within the organization, finding a new job, but just hitting brick walls. Like how do you cope with that, you know, day after day? Because I think there's not think I know there's so many people who are so mm -hmm. frustrated. And they're losing self-confidence. They're losing self-esteem because they start thinking, what the heck did I do wrong? And it yeah. hurts their mental health. And then I don't know, you, you've probably seen this. So then when you go interview, you don't, you're not your best because you're just feeling like, oh, I'm gonna, this, this is just a waste of time again. And yeah. the manager interview feels it. And yeah, then it doesn't work out. Yeah. So, and then, then they come across as very low energy. Yes. Yeah. And that's important to... You know, that's important. The tonality and energy that you bring is is very important. People pick up on that. How can you do that? Like when you're beaten down a little bit. Yeah. Do you have any way, maybe for yourself, like if you get a little bummed or something, how do you turn it around to try to get that energy up, to get that excitement up when you really like, uh, when you, you know, it, it's hard to do. Any tricks yeah, in the know, trade? Um, so I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Scott Adams fan. And he has a reframe for this that I feel mm. like is is wonderful. So um, when you're kind of thinking about that and you're you're kind of feeling bad about things in general, right? So what you want to try to do is put as much good stuff and good activity um, in your mental shelf space as possible. And then all of a sudden, once you're in action doing something else, the little negative voice that you're hearing just completely fades away. So you want to try to, you know, put as much good stuff in that mental box as possible um, to just crowd it out. So I like that concept. That's really, so instead of just ruminating of like everything that went wrong with the last interview process, you know, you're, 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 awkward conversation with your boss and it's, it's going in a loop in your head instead of that replace it with something positive that you've done some achievement some goal something positive and it, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't even have to yeah. be like something super yeah big, right like it can be something and, and and you and you can add things to it you know as well like oh i i went for a nice walk it's beautiful outside like you can you can do all these little the little things that you do to bring yourself energy and to um, to get yourself out of that funk, every little thing counts, you know. I'll give you an example. What what I've I I I've done a lot. So let's say with recruiting, 
-hmm. for people who may not be so aware, you, we fail way more than we succeed. You, yes. know, you have to call, get in touch with a hundred people. No, 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 no. Yeah. And so you got to get really used to like all those no's. And sometimes let's say, oh my gosh, this person's got a great offer. They're going to take the offer. And then all of a sudden like, oh, sorry, Jack, I'm taking a counter offer. I'm not going. And you're like, oh, all this time and effort. And to give you a little inside baseball, if you're a contingency recruiter, that means you don't get anything for all the time and effort you put in. So you, 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 it's, it really crushes you. What I like, so what I do is I just like say, I walk, I, I like walk when you're in an office, you know, pre COVID walk outside, go to maybe the men's room, throw some cold water in my face, whatever. And then I just say like, that's it. Whatever happened in the past, now it's over. I'm not gonna even think about it. It's done. Day one, complete fresh slate. I'm starting from scratch. And I just, and, and if, a, if it creeps up in my mind, I just push it out. No, it's over. That's over. I can't change it. It happened and I'm moving forward. So it's like, that's one of my like little hacks that I try to just, when things go wrong, to just stop it, you know, close the door on it and then just fresh start. Yeah. Is that, that good? Do you think that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, I, it's so funny because I think I saw you majors in psychology, right? I did, yeah. So, so, did, so did I. Oh, did you is, really? Yeah. Oh, and, and I find out, you know, I think it's really came in handy as a recruiter because I definitely see it with you because you're really thinking through not just, hey, I'm getting someone a job, but the whole mindset to get a job and what to do and how to do it and how to, how to come across, what to, not to say, what to say. So I think- that helps, that probably helps you without even, I don't know if you know it or you feel it or you just do it now organically, but I, I could see where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been told that before. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's hugely helpful just to understand, you know, how it is that people are thinking, how it is that they're relating and, you know, kind of how the environment sets that up too, uh, you know, through sociology. So it, I really enjoy that kind of interplay between the individual and the, the environment. Is there, not to be all doomy and gloomy, but let's say the market is still going to be bad for a while. And generally, not, not, not just, just tech, not Wall Street, but just, just going to be a bumpy ride, right? Yeah. What, and this is not a fair question to ask, but do you have any ideas like what maybe people should start thinking? Should they maybe think about going back to school and learning something new? Um, would it be trying to pivot to a new career, start over, be a solopreneur? What? You know, what do you think? Are those options? You know, I, I think that there's there's a few different things people mm -hmm. could do, right? Um, but I think that um, you know, again, to to go back to to Scott Adams in 2013, he created uh, this concept of the talent stack, mm -hmm. right? It, so you can take uh, like your base skill, which you're really good at, and that you know really well. And in about an hour a day, you can learn the principles and kind of the basics behind some other. Uh, skills that would add on top of that, that would make you super valuable, you know, so just imagine that, you know, you're an engineer, but then you understand some business, but then you also understand how to negotiate, you understand some sales, you understand, you know, uh, social media, you understand, you know, a few other different things, you, you're good with AI, for example, in addition to all these other things, like you're going to make it, you're going to have more choices uh, as to where you're going to go next, 
um, you know, not only within an organization, but if you wanted to try to start something on your own too, you're making yourself valuable in two places. And again, you're, we're increasing the surface area of luck to find us, which is all you really want to do. You never have to be, you know, hundred percent in, in, in doing that. You just need to be able to increase the surface area of luck to find you. That's great advice. That, that makes so much sense because if, let's say you have the time permitting, just like we say going to the office, some, if you don't, you know, you have young kids, it's hard to do and all that. But if you have the time to really cultivate different skills so that when you put it together, you can be unstoppable or you have skills to kind of branch off into different areas. Yes. And you don't have to start from scratch. And then you don't have, you can, you can pivot easy because mm -hmm. but then the, the real beauty of this is it, um, when all these things kind of blend together and they're combining, you're creating something that that hasn't been created before, right? So this is not something that, that you're gonna be able to plug into AI and it's gonna be able to do. You're combining all of these things together, um, you know, to craft something unique, to craft something original and to craft something quite frankly, interesting for yourself. That's awesome. We, we, you mentioned AI, what do you, like, are you experimenting with different AI platforms? What do you think? Is that going to be good for recruiters, good for candidates? What is, uh, I mean, what do you think? I, I feel like for the use cases for it um, have been primarily, from what I've seen, have been primarily around uh, sourcing because, you know, sourcing teams seems to be like the thing that takes people the longest, the people, the, the easiest thing to be able to sell. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's a real ROI in saying, hey, it only took us, you know, an hour to find this person versus like, you know, a, a week long search or something. So those are real numbers. And I feel like the, that's why a lot of those platforms are getting funding. Um, but, you know, it, I, I feel like I feel as though there's something a little bit lost in that it's probably better for for something like uh, new grads and like high volume recruiting, I would think that like for the more niche uh, type of stuff, uh, I, I, I just don't see it right right now. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I experiment around with AI. I play mm -hmm. around with it, um, you know, just to be able to, um, to be able to, to get some of my thoughts mm -hmm. out, but then also see how they should not be written. <laughs> In other words, like, so I'll test it and be like, okay, so that's what it would, that's what it would sound like if AI wrote it. So let's go ahead and refigure this one out. Now, Jim, what about this for job seekers? Um, do you, do you think it would be helpful for them? So let's say they're going to go, you know, they want to use user recruiter. First of all, yeah. they could check out Jen and see yes, everything about her, too. right? Yeah. Then let's say you want to go to, you know, you're thinking of going to Citigroup to do such and such a thing, then mm -hmm. use that to say, okay, what is Citigroup? What is Citigroup all about? Like, where, you uh -huh. know, what's happening? What's, you know, how's their financial situation? You know, are there layoffs and, and get a whole picture. So this way as, as, and I'm going to adopt kind of what you're saying is to really be very specific in things. So then when you go for an interview and they say, cause here's another interview question when they say, Hey, what do you know about our company? And a lot of right. times people just shrug. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, a good company. Because they've applied to like 50 different jobs and yeah. like they weren't even sure what they were going to hear back. So they didn't even bother looking at anything. So then you could kind of give a whole thing. Oh, Citigroup was founded in such and such day. And here's what they do. And blah, blah. And then you, I mean, but you could really be able to articulate. So the interview goes, wow, you were really interested in City. This is, yeah, I've never seen so and so well, passionate. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, about 
Yeah, well, I mean, also what, what I found is, is that it's it's uh, it's interesting for actually getting interview questions, right? So in mm. other words, you can like plug in the job description yeah. and then say, hey, listen, I'm going to be meeting with, you know, the director of engineering or something, right? Say, hey, if you were a director of engineering and you're interviewing for this job and you plug it in, then you, you can possibly get some questions that you would be asked and then prepare to answer those. So that, that, that's another thing that you can use it for as a job seeker. That's great. So we're giving like a big homework assignment for people, right? So that so that during this, you know, clearly if you're looking for a job, you keep doing that. If you want to advance with you, you do that. But then just in case, have other things, build a skill stack and have that. other yeah. things. So this way, I think this gives you more confidence too. So you're not just like, oh my God, That's what right. am I going to do now? Because you have a bunch of, you know, balls in motion that are going yeah. on. And you, and, you, and you have that the positive momentum of moving mm -hmm. forward every day. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be learning writing today, for example, mm -hmm. right? Like, so you can, you can really see where the positive momentum can, can kind of take away some of the angst that you might feel. What do you, how about this? Let's, let's, maybe this could be like, we could wrap this up in a way that what I, what I think happens is that it's easy when, for people to go in interviews and just, just, just go through the motions. And I think people have to find a way to, to, to get themselves amped up, to get themselves pumped up. It shouldn't have to be this way, but like, this is what works. Because if you go into an interview and you're just blah, even if you're a genius and you're fantastic and you went to Harvard and, and Yale, JD and an MBA at Wharton and all that, but you come across just like, you know, blah, it yeah. just doesn't work, right? It just blows no. up. So, no. so would you suggest like, just to find ways to get, excited to get pumped up to get motivated to get you know so when you go into that interview they see wow this person is just dynamic yeah i mean i i uh i really encourage people to kind of you know work with the recruiter or work with somebody who mm -hmm. is in the field of of marketing for for different marketing in general right so you you want to you want to talk to them a, a, about kind of how you're coming across what is happening? Mm -hmm. I mean, because this is something that I do for, for the, the candidates that I work with all the time. And, you know, they can't thank me enough um, because when they come to me, it's like this sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And it's, and it's, and it's like, right. this is not going to go over well. They're not right, gonna... right. But, but you know what, like once, once, once mm -hmm. people understand that and once people see that, yeah, you know, I got to give people credit. Like they, they can fix it right away, but it's just, it's not, it, it's not in awareness to even think about yeah and this is why we do this kind of stuff because because yeah. it, it, sometimes it's you know once you hear it, then you're like oh duh of course i should do it but you didn't and you just need someone to remind you oh wait you have to you know you have to do that like i can't tell you how many times i have someone come in you know let's say again pre-covid when you face to face mm -hmm. and they just stone face look at you it's like can you smile a little bit? Can you show some emotion? This is very super uncomfortable. Can you just be yourself and just talk? And, you know, and sometimes I will say that and then they open up and then, then it's fine. Then it's fantastic. Then you have a normal yeah. conversation like we're having now. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, let, let's be honest though. Like interviews are, are just super awkward situations, yes. you know, like, so I, I totally get it. Um, you know, if it is, but you have to, you have to realize, and maybe this will help amp people up as well. 
you're not the only one interviewing for the job, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm comparing one person who's talking like this mm -hmm. and another person who is a little more animated and they're, they're similar skills, similar credentials. I mean, I'm going with a person with energy who can get that point across every time. So it's just something to kind of keep in mind, be cognizant of, um, check yourself for it. Um, even if even if you don't have you know somebody that you can reach out to to kind of do this with, um, record yourself on the phone. You know, take go to ChatGPT, get those questions, answer those questions, and and see where your energy level is at. See if you can amp it up. I love that. It makes because sometimes you feel like when you hear yourself, like if I you know listen to this afterwards. I go, oh my God, I sounded terrible saying this, or wow, that was really bad. But then you learn from it. But you're like, okay, I'm going to make right. sure I don't do it again. And Everything's gonna... a test. If yeah. you kind of like reframe everything as a test, yeah. then it, it like takes the pressure and embarrassment out of it. Wow. So you kind of gave this like master class. Like we hit on some, <laughs> it was like rapid fire, like, <laughs> you're, like giving advice. Anything maybe we didn't bring up that you feel, whether for a job search, for networking, for, you know, that, that maybe I didn't ask you that you'd like to share with people? No, you know, um, I think the only, the last remaining thing mm -hmm. that, that I always like to kind of cover that drives me nuts is when people, and you'll see it, now that, now that I'm going to say it, you can see it everywhere, okay? When people say research the company before the interview, I mean, what, what the heck are you even talking about? <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google and, you know, see all these basic things about the company and, and then what, right? Like, we need to, we need to be, get to the point where we're researching things that make sense, that lead to direct questions of things. Right. Like, because sometimes it's just knowing some of the things that you can basically Google, they, they don't translate into a question mm -hmm. that's, that's useful at all. Right. So just make sure that you that you're really looking at if you're working with like a public company, for example, um, because I work in financial services, you need to know the bottom line. You need to know what's going on financially with the company. Don't go into it like, you know, eyes blind, right? There's a, there's a financial reports that are required for these companies um, that are, have to be filed with the SEC. Um, they're called 10Ks. You need to check those out um, and, and see what's on them. Um, I like to point people to the risk category on the 10Ks in particular, because these are, these are things that the companies themselves have uh, thought about like, hey, this is going to be a threat to our business potentially, or this is happening potentially. So now you can go in those interviews. Hey, I noticed, uh, you know, I noticed that this was identified as as an issue. So like, where 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 are we at with this? Like, what's what's happening with this? You know, like, so these are things that you can do to kind of elevate yourself above just saying, oh yes, your corporate. This is what you say about your corporate culture, right? Like. So this is going to be, this is going to hit to the business. I love that. Cause I, that's such a great flex. If you go into the interview and you pull something out of their 10 K or their financial statement, and you just do a nonchalant. So it shows that you really did your homework. You're really interested. You're really knowledgeable. And, and you're, you're like, you're not just going to the interview just for the interview that. Right. 
like like you you've done your research like oh hey and then and then mm-hmm. if you if you look at uh, you know some of the some of the growth trends mm-hmm. for the company as well you know say yeah hey I've noticed that you're growing in this particular area and I'm really interested in this particular area like that how much better does does that sound than like I'm looking for a growth opportunity or I'm looking for you know whatever else you know if if you're if you're being specific about what it is that you want you're more likely to get it. That's, 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 I think this is the biggest for me personally, the Jen, the biggest takeaway is like being very specific about it because I'm thinking a lot of times I probably don't do that. And, it, and, and that's a mistake, but I, it's cool. Once you brought like the same thing, you bring something up and now you're like, huh, because yeah, can I help you to the boss? Oh, that's going to go nowhere. But if you could kind of give a plan of action of what to do, then that's helpful. So yeah. like, to be very specific, what you want, what you want to achieve, what you want to do with your career, how much money you want to make, how you want to build your future, just really do that. And then I think probably, does that help too, with like making it happen, you know, not yes. to get all woo woo, but like, then you could kind yes. of almost manifest it because You're like, here's what I there. want. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. This is the person I want to become. This is, you know, the kind of the role, you know, I desire and you're very specific about it. So you're not just kind of floating around. You're like tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so, you know, again, it's, it's just all about mm. increasing that, that surface area of luck to find you. So, you know, doing those little things every day to make sure that you're, you're just moving in that positive direction is, is really, you know, what I'd like to see. Well, that's fantastic. I love this. This is great. I, you, you, yeah. It's just so much, boy, this is something like people would have to watch this a couple of times over to get all the different, you know, you know, things that you, you offer. Um, for people who want to find you, yeah, what's the best? Is it LinkedIn? Is it X or where? LinkedIn you... is the best way, but I'm all, I'm always on X too because I, I I love I love uh, that X is is such I, I get such good ideas all the time that kind of just kind of like flow in uh, from X. But yeah, LinkedIn is great. So um, so they can find you on LinkedIn and how like what through your company? What's the best way that they can uh, d- directly through my profile page is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which it was on the uh, event for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm available there. You can book calls directly with me. Um, you know, I offer uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, different resume services. Mm-hmm. I offer, you know, one-on-one coaching. I offer consult calls for clients that are looking to really humanize their, their process too, who want their candidates to have a better experience and, you know, what's happening out there right now as well. That's great. So in addition to the recruiting aspect, you, you'll help people out with everything we talked about here Yes. in terms of giving them guidance and advice. Yeah. It's, it's been hugely helpful for, for a lot of people. I, I, you know, I just coached, uh, you know, a couple of people um, who got multiple offers, uh, you know, after we spoke, you know, come, came to me, uh, you know, I'm all, I'm coming in second best. I don't know what's happening. And I was like, okay, okay. Tell me what you're saying to these questions. (laughs) And you know what? Fix them right away. Fix them right away. Offers game. So it works, um, you know, but sometimes you just need feedback and that's all it takes. Well, fantastic. Jennifer, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And the advice okay. is priceless. It's, it's fantastic. Definitely hit her up with that offer to check out, talk to her, you know, if you have questions or you need help or you need guidance. Um, and I think that this is, you know, I love doing this because it's a challenging time. I think we all know it, 
Yeah. But we get, you know, we're able to kind of say, Hey, here are things we could do. So you don't have to be a victim. You don't yeah. have to be like, what yeah. was me? Oh my God. Like, Hey, yeah. you know, tactical advice that you could do and take action on, which is great. And you know what? Like yeah. there's never been a better time yeah. in history right now mm-hmm. to, to learn and to learn quickly and you can do it. Excellent. And that positive. Well, thank you so much, Jen. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks so much. I'm so Jack. glad you came on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having Thank me. You. Thanks. Bye bye, everyone.